Welcome back to the Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game, the only person capable of playing God, killing characters, and lowering the egos of all other people at the table. I'm one of your hosts, Dungeon Master Mitch, and today we are going to be talking about DMing for kids and also talking about getting kids into DMing. And to join me with that is, of course, DM Ian, but also a special guest, Enrique Bartram, better known as the Newbie DM. But before we get into that, I want to give some shout outs to some five star reviews from iTunes. Our two reviews today come from Canada, and the first one is from Crimson Rogue, entitled Amazing Resource. As a longtime nerd going back to AD&D, I have been predominantly a player, but always have the itch to DM, having flirted with it on occasion. These guys are a great inspiration and a valuable resource in all things Dungeon Master. Thanks to this podcast, I have moved forward with campaign ideas as well as style advice, and am excited to start a brand new campaign with my gaming group of old and new players. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Crimson Rogue. We really, really appreciate that. Our next one comes from Alex Ellsworth and is entitled Best Podcast I Have Listened To Still. (laughs) Alex says, last time I gave a five-star review was two years ago, And my iPhone broke, so I could not listen, but I got a new one, and every night I don't read a book, I listen to this podcast. P.S. Sean Ellsworth from Tribality is my dad. Yes, thank you so much for that review, Alex. We appreciate it. We love our younger listeners. You guys are awesome. Thank you both for those awesome reviews. And without any further ado, let's head to the meat. I'm starving. We ain't had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Why can't we have some meats? Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. So for this segment of the meat, we are going to be talking about how to run games, how to GM, how to DM for kids. And to help us talk about that to help us think of strategies and just tips and everything. We want to welcome to the show Enrique Bertram, the newbie DM, as he may be more well-known. He is a blogger, and he is also the creator of RPG Kids. So welcome to the show, Enrique. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me on. Pleasure to be here. Fantastic. So we're going to start off by asking you just a couple questions, and the first one is that simple age-old question of, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Right. So I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a guy down here. I live in Miami with my family. I got two kids. Married with two kids. I work in television during the day. And at night, I'm kind of trying to figure out what geeky thing I could do at night. So I'm either designing designing something or working on my game or, or writing something or, or drawing maps for another game or working on my Roll20 setup or something. So that's basically it. When I'm not working or hanging out with the family, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what kind of geeky <laughs> trouble I can get into. Doing, do, filling that, filling that geeky hole with anything. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. So, going along with that, is there anything right now that you're working on currently that you, you want people to know about? Any anything that like blog wise or 
or uh, RPG Kid wise? So I have my my blog, which still I still write on there. Um, obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but I'm not writing on it as much as I used to for a variety of reasons. But it's still there. It's still an active blog. You can find that at nobdm.com, and and every now and then I'm posting articles on there. And I run a couple of weekly games right now over Roll Twenty, uh, which keep me kind of busy. As far as working on something, I started working on a follow-up to RPG Kids and I've sort of stalled on that because I'm still trying to I'm still trying to determine w- what kind of system I want for that game <laughs> I, I have the I have a story and a world and a and a whole thing set up for it and I'm still caught up on what's the best way to present that to people so you're you're working on a campaign setting and you're just figuring out I'm working on a self-enclosed game that the okay. campaign setting is a part of yes gotcha very nice and it's something that it's aimed at kids the world nice. is aimed at kids so I got to figure out mechanically how do I want how do I want to present that and I'm still trying to crack that nut so that's awesome so you are known as the newbie DM and maybe maybe this has something to do with this next question I'm going to ask you but how did you first get started in role playing games so my first ever introduction to a role playing game was in elementary school I grew up in Puerto Rico and my I, I don't even remember who gave it to me but somebody gave me the famous uh, red box the Spec me D and D red and blue box. I had the I had the um, basic and expert sets with the Isle of Dread and all that stuff. And I had no idea what it was. I couldn't make heads or tails out of what that box was and what I was supposed to do with it. I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. Plus, I had no one to play with, so it was just me in the box. <laughs> it was me in the box, and I'm trying to I'm trying to understand what it was. And you know, and I I grew up. You know, I, I spoke English. I, I grew up going to an American school. So I knew I knew what I was reading, but I didn't really understand what I was reading. And it wasn't until much later when I got to high school that it all clicked for me and I started playing a uh, first edition AD&D game in high school and it sort of took off from there. And then the whole, I, I took a break from D&D around the time 3rd edition came out. And then when 4th edition came out, I came back into it. And that's when I started blogging about it. And I decided to run games. First time I DM'd was 4th edition and, and it kind of sort of took off from there. So Nice. I mean, you have created RPG Kids. You just said you're working on another game for kids specifically, and you're a father. So have you DM'd? Have you GM'd for for your kids? Yeah, well, that, that's how RPG Kids came about. RPG Kids, it, it kind of all sort of kind of a perfect storm that came together because mm-hmm. my daughter was born in 2005 and fourth edition came out 2008 so i started playing arp uh, fourth edition again or D again with fourth edition and my daughter was three four five years old and she was very curious about what we were doing and what the minis were and what the dice were and the whole tactile thing of you know why they look like toys to her obviously because that's you know that's what minis look like right so she was very curious and very much interested in what we were playing uh, she didn't really understand the whole concept of fantasy and you know elves and, and dwarves and whatnot but she understood that there were good guys and bad guys and that these cute minis and these dice and whatnot so rpg kids came about because i designed a very basic version of D for her so she could play and i i created it for her and we played it and she enjoyed it and i said you know what i think other people might enjoy this with their kids there's really not a lot of games out there aimed at children at least none that i could find and not in the vein of D&D is really what I'm talking about. So I said, why, why not put this out there for other parents to, to 
enjoy as much as I'm enjoying this because my daughter and I really did play it a lot and she did enjoy it. It, it was kind of weird how quickly she, she picked up on the math and the dice and the, the minis. Hmm. And so that's that's where that came from. Hmm. Awesome. So here's, here's your last question, Enrique, and it's always our surprise question. We always throw it in at the last second to try to catch you off guard a little bit in a good way. Uh, but the question is, if you could be any PC class from any game in real life, what would you be and would you use those powers for good or for evil. So my two favorite role-playing games in the world are D&D and the Star Wars D6 West End Games uh, game. Yeah. Right? So if I had to pick a class, I wouldn't pick a class because D6 has no classes. <laughs> so I would be the smuggler template from the West End Games D6 game and I'd have my own YT-1300. And I'd there you go. Use, and I would use my powers for gray. Not good or bad. For gray, yes. <laughs> gray Jedi. I like it. I'd use my powers for gray. And you make them that way you will. That's fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. So let's start talking about what we came here to talk about today, which is DMing for kids. I mean, right now we have uh, we have Enrique. He's the creator of RPG Kids. He's a father. Ian, you're a father. Yeah. I am not a father yet, although my job is focused on working with teenagers. So I think all of us here are here today with a a definite we value young people we value our kids so i mean the first question that i maybe want to just throw out there for just for us all to kind of give some feedback on is is it important and if so why is it important for us as role players to get kids involved to dm for them to get them at the table to maybe start passing that torch on and teaching them to dm but why is that important so I, I think I would – my first answer would be because – and this is just something I believe. I, I believe role-playing games are one of the most creative uh, hobbies uh, you can have. I mean it's, it's, such a wonderful, it's such a wonderful hobby to have that where you can either – on one side of the screen, you can sort of create worlds and, and create situations and create moments – and on the other side of the screen, you can react to those things and sort of play a role and play a part. And, and you know, if you feel like acting, you can act. And if you feel like, you know, being someone, you you, you know, being a hero, you can. I, it's just it's such a creative hobby. And I think I think offering that 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 kind of that kind of hobby to your kids is just why not? It's so fun. Plus, you got to keep the you got to keep the the, the the flame alive, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you got to do torch. it for selfish reasons too, right? You got to have someone to play with when you're old, right? Play with when you're <laughs> older. Like yeah. year old men looking for people to play with. <laughs> <laughs> Will you play with me, please? Well, I think that I think that, like you said, like with the with the acting and I mean, role playing is something that can be a huge asset. I think in a in a younger uh, in a kid's or teenagers' life. I think that it is something that, one, it encourages things like acting. I mean, if we're talking about D&D, especially you go back to 3.5 and older editions, I mean, D&D is a, a good place to get kids using math and having fun, right? Like, the higher the dice, usually the better in, in a lot of, like, minds of, like, oh, yeah, sweet damage. Like, well, you've got to add that up. Now listen, I cut, I cut my teeth on Thaco, so don't talk to me about math. <laughs> there you go, Thaco, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, but, like, it's, it's something that can encourage and teach improv, acting, and social skills. It's, it's always baffled me that D&D, &D, and I think we're moving away from it with it becoming more popular, that D&D has always had this idea of, oh, it's this game with a lot of awkward people that 
can't do well in social situations, but it's a completely and total social game. That's what it's all about. And I think that's something that for kids, like it can teach them how to be more confident and and I mean, you can teach morals through D&D, through storytelling, which is something that's fantastic in a fun way for, for kids. Well, and, and you've seen this, Mitch, with, with some of the games that we've had here in my house. I've, I've got two, two boys. One's three. His name is Zane. And the other one is 18 months. He's not quite old enough to know what the games are yet. But, you know, Zane, uh, there's one night we were playing our Star Wars campaign and Zane was right at the table rolling dice and, and having fun, you know, not really understanding what he was doing. But the other day he picked up one of my D20s and he said, I, I can kill monsters. And, you know, like that was that was one of the coolest moments for me as a dad, you know, seeing my little boy. He understood. He understood what it was for. Like, it was awesome. And, I, you know, that's something I want to encourage in him because it is about the creativity. It is about thinking outside of the box and and coming up with creative solutions and learning how to cooperate both as a player and as a DM. Yeah, like there's really no downside to this hobby. It's like, you know, there, there's so many different lessons you could take from it. Like you said, the team teamwork and, and morality questions. And, you know, it really, you could really make someone think about stuff and, and, and you know, the type of questions you probably wouldn't face in real life. You know, the, the, like you said, the morality questions and, and the whole creativity thing. And even, and, and if you really want to, I mean, you're right, like it used to be a lot more this way, but it really was the way for the geeky, introverted kids to sort of all get together and, and, and be, you know, be cool kids amongst themselves. Yep. Uh, you know, I played with a bunch of nerds in high school. I was one of them, you know, <laughs> but no judging. You know, we were sitting in my buddy's bedroom, rolling dice and having fun. And that, that's what it was. It was it was in good times. And maybe I'm going to sound a little bit like an old person when I say this. And I want to state that I love video games and I've been putting sinking so many hours, way too many hours into Fallout 4 right now. So I'm guilty, more, more guilty me. than anybody else, too. But I, I will say, too, like, yeah, like there's so many games now that it's it's video games. A lot of the video games are based on you're playing by yourself or you're playing online with people. And I know for me, when I play online, I don't even have like people unmuted. Like they're always muted. I don't want to hear them. I just want to play, just have fun staring at my screen. But I mean, role-playing to me, I'll pick role-playing over a video game any day. Oh, yeah. And I think if you yeah, introduce absolutely. this to, to young kids that sparks their imagination, like I think it'll be the exact same. Like, yes, they may, you know, yes, maybe they love their video games. They love whatever, but like board games, yes, are awesome. But RPGs, there's nothing better than being able to sit, especially a kid down and say, this is a game that you can do whatever you want. Because I remember when I first started playing and I wasn't a young kid when I started first started playing i was like in college and i was just like i did not completely grasp the concept of no this is a game that you can do whatever you want you can dream up any world you can dream up any character you can go anywhere you want in this type of game i i one of the one of the gen cons a few years back i i ran rpg kids for for a family uh you know they they wrote me on online and they said oh hmm. would you mind running rpg kids for my daughter and so we sat down at the one of the little cafeterias there somewhere i don't remember where we were and i ran rpg kids for her i ran her through an adventure and it was so much fun just to see her the, the little girl get into it and start asking questions yeah and pretend and and try to visualize what i was telling her and laugh and you know i do like the silly voices and it was just so much fun you know, kids yeah. are plus kids are a blank slate, right? So you, you could sort of impress them and amaze them with, you know. <laughs> yeah, the amount of tropes that, that you could recycle are amazing. 
because they're not tired anymore. <laughs> they're not jaded. You know, kids aren't yeah. jaded. Yeah. You know, they, they don't have 40 years of fantasy baggage like we do. Right? <laughs> like, oh, exactly. Come on. You're going to take me to fight orcs again? Come on. <laughs> Dude, this is like the millionth and a half orc, orc that yeah. I have killed. And yes, there's a half in there. <laughs> One question that I want to I wanna ask, and I know I have not done this personally. The I think the youngest that I've DM for is college students, maybe a high school student. I th- yeah, I think I've actually DM for a like senior high student once or twice. And and Ian, your kids are I know that now they're picking up the dice and wanting to play, but you have not DM'd for them no, yet. Um, not yet. So uh, Enrique, you are the expert here. So one question that I want to ask you is what is different about DMing for kids than DMing for adults. Maybe some of the things that if you, if our listeners are DMs and they are wanting to start DMing for their kids or other kids, if they have that opportunity, like what are some things they should go into expecting? Maybe some things they can prepare for. Just what what's the difference between DMing for adults and kids? So one of the first things that, that I found out was... You know, I, I planned this whole adventure for my daughter. I had this whole thing going on. You know, it was about a wizard, and he turned people into frogs in town. So <laughs> people had, you know, the kids had to go and and, and rescue the, the town's folks and whatnot. So I sit down to play, and after 10 minutes, she was done. <laughs> and it's not because she was bored, and it's not because it was bad for her. She was having great fun. But some kids are just, you know, the attention They're span. Atten- yeah. Well, the attention span isn't there, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and when I started with my daughter, she was, what, four five you know the attention span just isn't there so you don't assume that you're going to have a captive audience for the next two hours (laughs) because for all you know you're going to be there for 10 minutes and you're done and they're done and they'll want to move on to something else or they'll grab the mini and then they'll start playing with it and looking at it and then they'll they'll take the adventure in a different direction that you planned because that's just what they do and oh i want this guy to be the bad guy or i want this guy to be the good Hmm. guy and don't expect to have the same audience you have when it's a bunch of you know 30 year olds sitting at the table playing an eight hour marathon of D&D because it's not mm-hmm. going to happen. <laughs> what I'm hearing is maybe just be ready to end it where the kid is ready or the kids are ready to end it. And maybe that's I mean, that's stretching DM muscles is, you know, as a DM, I think something that we we always should strive to do is leaving off on a on a good point, whether it's a cliffhanger or just a satisfying point. And so I mean, that's that's a good way to stretch your muscles is playing with some kids who yep. might want to end at any point. Point. Yep, and they will. <laughs> so, like, what age did you start DMing for your daughter? Because I know, like, Zane is is three right now. He's got a lot of interest in it, but you know, the math is beyond him. You know, the he could sit and listen to a story for a little bit, but you know, at what at what age do you, did you start? Like teaching her and working through the mechanics and and that kind of thing to actually sit down and play, even if it was just for an hour. So to answer that question, I think we should get into, and I don't want to turn this into a sales pitch because it's not, but to explain a little bit of how RPG kids work, it's a very basic, very basic yep. game. It's really, uh, it's really a contest of who rolled higher and that sort of thing. You know, it's opposing hmm. die rolls and whoever got the yeah. highest roll. So what I was doing was I was, I, I basically made it for her level her, her her math level basically and her cognitive level at the time she was four years old she was i'm sorry she was five years old so i had to keep it simple because otherwise she wouldn't get it so the way it worked was you know a certain character could move a certain number of spots on the board and um, you know if you play this character he can move a little faster than this character he can move more spots if you play this character he could shoot magic you know five squares away hmm. 
versus this guy who could shoot seven squares away, but weaker, you know, that sort of thing. She was very young. She was five years old. And I think I hit the right note with her because I tailor made it for her. Right. Yeah. Again, it's, it's, it was a thing that I sort of custom made for my own kid that then I put out there. And if it worked for your kid, great. And if it didn't, I'm sorry. You know, it wasn't, <laughs> I, I never made it. It was never meant to be a one size fits all approach. It was really yep. custom made for my daughter. I think one thing I'm hearing from, from that is in your experience. And I, you know, I'm realizing now that I have DM'd for a five-year-old before, and I can definitely tell you that I agree with that with one, the attention span and two rules light. I think you gotta be, you know, we, we talk about it on the show all the time and we talk about it with DMing for adults, but I think we always state like the story is the most important part. And you know what? The one of the things that the Dungeon Master Guide opens up saying is if a rule doesn't work for you and your group, throw it out. That's it's this is not a game like Monopoly where you want to like, oh, let's pull out the rule book. Like if there's something that you're just like, you know what? This just works better. I think for kids, you have to be even more so just able to be open to that. I remember now this this whole thing of I, I DM'd a game for one of our reoccurring guests, Flawful Jared, and uh, his with his wife and his kid, they sat down and we played just because she was so in like entranced by the minis on my shelf one day. And she went, I want to play as this guy. And she knew that her dad played with me. And we sat down and we played for maybe like 20, 30 minutes. But I, I found out that it was she yeah, she didn't she didn't care about any of the the real die rolls and whatever. She just kind of wanted to say, I do this and have me go and explain how it happens in the story. And so that's what we did. And she had a blast. And she, we, we kind of let her create her dad's character, which her, she ended up having something around 90 health and her dad's character had one health. It was fantastic and hilarious because she wanted to be the hero and ha- to have her dad be struggling behind. It was so funny. <laughs> but, she, but she loved it. And through it, I got to get her to do voices and act and I had a little bit of fear put into her when I described the orc she was like that's scary it was fun but being rules light I think was something that definitely helped the situation do you have any other tips for or differences about DMing for kids I I do I think that one of the things that I found worked for me was really hamming up the DM role as far as getting into character and sort of goofy voices and and silly situations and that sort of thing like you obviously you don't want to throw a heavy plot into the into the mix you don't want to yeah. you don't want to do some heavy political plot that <laughs> that you're trying to you're trying to get kids to get into when it's yeah. really clearly not meant for them so like the stuff i came up with is you know that that like i said the wizard who turns the town people into into frogs or the evil gremlin who kidnapped the unicorn or you know there were cute little cute little stories that that and and the other thing that that was really important was that in, in, in RPG Kids, and, and I think it's not unique to RPG Kids at this point, but the kid is the hero, but he's not just a hero, but the character in the game is also a kid and is mm. also a hero. So it's not kids are playing adults, they're playing kids. Yeah. And the kids are, are the heroes and the kids are the ones that are saving the day and, and taking care of the townsfolks and, and being the heroic characters that, 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 that they have to be when, when you're a character in a role-playing game. See, now that was something that had never like crossed my mind because, you know, you're an adult, you play adult usually characters and, and all of that. Right. But to have a kid play a kid character, that's something that's really cool. Like that, Like for whatever reason, I wasn't connecting that in my head. And to actually, yeah, you know, you have the child playing a, a child 
and being the to, hero. That's amazing. You, that's that's really. I mean, a, a kid doesn't know how to think like an adult, so you gotta you gotta let them be them. You know, and the only way to mm-hmm. let them be them is to let the characters be kids. So, like in this world I'm creating, and I don't want to give away too much of the world, but by necessity, the kids are the heroes of the world. So one thing that you were saying is that, you know, you don't want to have this like heavy political plot and you were talking about using goofy voices and stuff. So do you find like when you when DMing for like younger kids that um, comedy is one of your like your first go to's like that goofiness? Do you find that's like one of the like strongest assets to DMing is using laughter? Yeah, for me, it is because I'm naturally a little bit of a class clown anyways. Right, so it kind of comes natural to me, you know, making the funny voices and the, <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> yeah, you know, very sort of, cartoony, yeah. Yeah, that sort of cartoony thing, you know, I'm all into that, so. I'm remembering this uh, email that a a teenager, I wish I could remember the name of him so I could give him a shout out, but he wrote into the show and he was DMing and he was DMing for his younger brother, which I, I told him that's awesome. Like, that's so cool that you're one DMing at this young age, but also that you're bringing your younger brother into the game with you. And he shared that one of the things that was frustrating for him was I think he was at the point in his teenage years that he wanted to get more into a, a serious type of game. And he said whenever he tried to do something serious, serious or have this big like twist happen or whatever that his brother never bought into it quite as much and that his brother just seemed like he wanted to play a game that was like his Saturday morning cartoons and one of the things that I said to him was hey well maybe that's what that's the game that you should run for him to get him to buy in to get him to be really excited is uh, allow him uh, a little bit of movement to be able to play out those scenarios in his mind that call back to those Saturday morning cartoons that he loves so much, uh, using those goofy voices and uh, using comedy and just even cartoon logic sometimes might be something that just brings them in even more. You want to understand that your audience is, you know, at the end of the day, we're talking about children. So the whole thing with the with the attention span is very important. You know, don't don't and don't be offended if they walk away after 10 minutes. It's kids being kids. They're not going to sit through a two hour RPG session. Not not at not at a young age like that, at five, six, seven years old. It's not going to happen. And keep it light. Keep it simple. Keep it moving. Because if you get too bogged down with rules, at the end of the day, you got to keep in mind that you're the only one that cares about those rules. They're probably more interested in the story, anyways. So make it up. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. So to wrap up, one thing that I do want to talk about, and I don't know if this is something that any of us have had experience with, but I think that because. You're both fathers. I work with with teenagers. I think that this is something that we can probably brainstorm some some tips, some advice for. But we're a show that talks about DMing, talks about the art of DMing, and talks about world building, all that kind of amazing stuff that we love so much. And one of the things that I think is important beyond getting kids to play RPGs is helping them to start to be able to pass that torch on and teaching kids how to how to dm how to run games and so i wanted to hear if any thoughts on that any tips on doing that helping kids to run games themselves how would you go about doing that how would uh, what are some things that as a dm that is going to teach kids to do that that we should be conscious of probably keep it simple keep it light keep it moving don't get bogged down in the minutia of the rules not at first because i think you're just going to turn people off hmm. and they're, they're, i mean it's intimidating enough to get into a game that has three hardcover books as your as your entry point right yeah it's it's, it's yes 
it's asking a lot. You know, these kids are reading at, at school all week. You know, they're doing homework all week, and then they're going to play a game. you got to read three hardcovers. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. Right? <laughs> so keep it light. Keep it simple. Try to be as, as, as try to explain the game in at least amount of, of um, detail as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it depends on what age we're talking about. Right. Obviously. obviously, teenagers obviously. Are, are might be a little bit more <laughs> able obviously. to. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, we're talking younger kids dropping the DMG in front of them right. and going, "All right, let's let's talk about you know <laughs> AC Here's how and all speed the works." <laughs> yeah, this is the alternate oh. initiative methods. Here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you know, like one of the things that I think was good for me when I first started in role playing games was again being very rules light because if if the rules had been like all thrown at me at once and all that kind of thing, I don't know that I would have ever continued into playing RPGs. But the group that I got involved with at school, it was an after school group and I and I forget the name of, of the the caretaker at, at this particular after school program. And I wish I could remember so I could reach out and, and you know say thank you. But he sat us down and he you know, four kids, very rules light, but as we were playing, he introduced rules. You know, and it was a little bit at a time. It wasn't like all at once, like here's everything you need to know ever about, you know, initiative in in second ed. Like, no, we didn't do any of that. You know, it was a lot of collaborative narrative storytelling together. The four of us, eight year olds trying to, you know, for an hour after school, play this game. And I think I think that as as a DM for new players in general and as you know, we're talking about kids is is introducing the rules slowly and not like just dumping them all out and and being as rule light as you can be and and still keep the the structure that you need to tell the story well in this game that we're playing don't be a game like witcher 3 or warframe where you get like the five minute tutorial and then you have to figure out the rest on your own that's just not that's not good well and who's to say that you can't sit down with them when they dm i think that like that's what i would do is i'd sit down with them and who's to say that you can't go you know what and this is instilling upon them something like if i were to teach one day i i, I hope to have a son who i can lead in the ways of the geekiness that I love. Uh, and and one thing I want to instill on that kid is that if you're DMing, story is is the most important part. And so if I were to sit down with a younger kid and I were to try to teach them or even a teenager, I'd say, you know what? You you focus on the story. I'm here to help you with the rules. I'll I'll help you and the players. And uh, when we come up to a rule and you don't know, like, and not that I know all the rules, like there's so many rules in this game, but like I will help you do that. Um, you focus on the story this first time or the second time, whatever. And I think that's also instilling in them, hey, this is story is the most important part of DMing. I think we're going to wrap this up. And so, Enrique, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you yes, for thank giving you us much. this insight into DMing for kids, running games for kids, and helping teach kids how to DM. If any of our listeners would like to get in touch with you, check out what's going on in your world, where can they go for that? So you could visit my blog. It's at newbiedm.com. Or you could find me on Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. I have a pretty much a Twitter window open at, my, <laughs> at work where I'm just always <laughs> chatting, always chatting with people so chances are you send me a tweet i'll answer you back as fairly quickly uh, i'm on twitter at at newbdm the website is uh newbdm.com and you could find rpg kids there at newbdm.com slash rpg kids perfect so thank you again enrique we hope that you can join us again in the future whenever you guys want 
you let me know. I love talking D&D and DMing, and, 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 and I love being on podcasts. I think it's a lot of fun. So you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much. Well, that's our episode for today. We hope that you have enjoyed and were able to glean some knowledge from our discussion on DMing for kids. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show, you can send us an email to dungeonmasterblock at gmail.com. If you love our show and you love what we do, please consider going over to iTunes and giving us a five-star review. If you do, we will be sure to give you a shout-out at the beginning of one of our episodes, and it just helps other people know that we are a podcast worth listening to. You can follow us on Twitter at DMS underscore block. That's at DMs block. And you can like our Facebook page. Both of those places are great ways to get updates about the show. We have a Patreon member shout-out of the week, and this week's Patreon member shout-out goes to... DM Packs! Thank you so much, DM Packs. Thank you for your support of us on Patreon. DM Packs is a gold dragon. We very much appreciate all of our dragons. Thank you, DM Packs, for your support. The Dungeon Masters Block is a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network. Check out other shows with our network like The GM Showcase, Geek Wars, We're So Bad at Adventuring, and more. Well, that's it for this episode of The Dungeon Masters Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game, the only person capable of playing God, killing characters, and lowering the egos of all other people at the table. Keep on dungeon mastering. Bye.